She went to church on a regular basis. She prayed to icon after icon, but she found no help. Neither did her alcoholic husband. But stay tuned because you're going to find out a miraculous story. Jerusalem is a very sacred and holy place to many faiths. The Christians, the Muslims, the Jewish people, even the Baha'i faith. Right behind me is the Russian Orthodox Church there on the Mount of Olives. You'll notice the four smaller pinnacles. Those represent the gospel messages, the four men of the gospel. The taller one, Jesus Christ. They're everywhere in Russia. They're beautiful. Everywhere the eye looks. They dazzle the senses, they dazzle the mind, the icons, the gold, absolutely everything. For 1,100 years, the Russian Orthodox Church has really held sway over governments and people. It's one of the most powerful things in all of Russia. Nadazhda, did I say your name correctly? Nadazhda. Nadazhda, we're in your home church, but I don't even know where your church is. What, what's the name of your town here? I live in Novomoskovsk, and I go to the Adventist church. Okay. Now, who are these cute little girls with you? These are my grandkids, oldest one, Nastya. She's three and a half years old, and she has been going to church with me for two and a half years. And my other one is almost two years old, and she comes to church with us just like the rest. That's absolutely wonderful. That makes you feel good, doesn't it? Of course, I'm very happy. Happy because my daughter got baptized a year ago. So your daughter is also baptized? Yes. Uh, now, you always weren't a Christian, though. And it sounds like you've had several different uh, uh, jobs. Could you share a little of that with me? Thank God that He leads us through the troubles and give us the strength in different situations. Thank God He found us on this planet. I was, of course, and didn't believe in God, but I did find Him seven years ago. Thank God. What was your life like before that? Would you share a little, not, not to glorify it, but just so our, our 
viewers can hear a little more of that story to know what God brought you out of. До церкви я пыталась своими силами решить все проблемы. Before I started going to church, I tried to solve all my problems with the strength that I had. Большая проблема. Это была в семье. I had a lot of problems. One of my biggest problems was in my family. My husband drunk, and I tried to find a way out of this situation. Thank God, when I came to this church, I gained peace, and now I have happiness. It's difficult for you, but I appreciate you sharing. Is there anything that changed in, in this, or how long did this go on? When I started visiting the Adventist church, I mean, my husband did continue drinking. We had fights in the family over Saturdays. Because I wouldn't go to the garden, I wouldn't work in the house or anything. He restricted me to join choir practice. He was against my studying the Bible, and sometimes he wouldn't even let me come home. And then he understood that I will go to church either way. And he realized that for me it's a way to feel life. And now he started changing under the Spirit of God. I pray for him. And so does the whole church. He's now changed. Now, if I can go back just for a moment, because you said you tried to solve the problems yourself. How do you solve those problems yourself? What did you try and do? Because I know many women have got this problem. I try solving these problems. We even got in fights. I went to the Orthodox Church for help. They said, this is your cross. The Russian Orthodox Church can trace its roots to the earliest known organized Christian community in Kiev as early as the first half of the 10th century. In 957, Olga, the region of Kiev, was baptized in Constantinople, followed by the baptism of Vladimir, Olga's grandson. As a result, Christianity was accepted as the state religion. In 1448, the Russian bishops in Moscow elected their own patriarch and was no longer subject to the church in Constantinople. There are times when you can't watch television. 
The Voice of Hope radio broadcast is a wonderful alternative. You will discover topics on healthful living, family matters, and spiritual subjects too. Depending on your location, Voice of Hope can be heard on FM or shortwave radio. For frequencies and airing schedules in your area, visit the website on your screen. As you can see, AWR is frontline mission radio. Our first priority is to travel where missionaries cannot go. We broadcast thousands of hours each day in 70 major languages of the world. AWR has the capability and capacity of blanketing almost 80% of the world's population. Not only do we broadcast via shortwave radio, but our signal is on over 1,000 FM and AM stations around the world as well. Our podcast subscribers, internet users, satellite downlinks are growing rapidly, evidenced by the 100,000 plus emails, letters, and phone calls we receive each and every year. Yes, AWR is your mission radio. No walls and no borders. For AWR, that means change lives and change hearts around the world because God is using the airwaves of AWR to reach people everywhere. While driving in your car, you no longer need to listen to depressing news or secular subjects on the radio. The Voice of Hope radio programs offer you uplifting, positive, and spiritual themes. You will find encouragement, joy, and peace of mind. Depending on your location, Voice of Hope can be heard on FM or shortwave radio. For frequencies and airing schedules in your area, visit the website on your screen. Orthodox belief holds that the Orthodox Church is Christianity's true, holy, and apostolic church. They trace their origins directly to the institution established by Jesus Christ. The Orthodox Church beliefs are based on the Bible and on tradition. The head of the Orthodox Church is the Patriarch. Matters relating to faith are decided by ecumenical councils and are considered infallible. The worship services are interactive between the priest and the congregation, and the liturgy includes an elaborate system of symbols meant to convey the content of the faith. Icons and sacred images are illuminated by candles and adorn every part of the church and many homes of the parishioners. Icons are an essential part of the Orthodox Church. The icons are not realistic, but symbolic art. Their functions are to express the theological teaching of the church. Throughout history, icons have been controversial. Leo III made attempts to eliminate the veneration of icons, and the movement intensified under Constantine V with violent persecution of the monastic clergy. After the controversy of icons in the 8th and the 9th centuries, the Orthodox Church formulated the doctrinal basis for their veneration. Since God had assumed the material form of the person of Jesus Christ, he could also be represented in art forms as well. It appears that the Eastern Orthodox veneration of icons has survived the controversy intact. Many Western Christians see very little difference between veneration and worship of icons and saints. So you were uh, a member of the Russian Orthodox Church? Yes, I went to the Russian Orthodox Church. 
что-то не приносило вот этого. I came, I prayed and read, but there was still no change in my family. So you found yourself going down, 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 down. At what point did that turn around? Probably the impact of the Holy Spirit чтобы я за него помолилась, и мы вместе с ним молились. И сейчас... He even started asking me to pray for him, and at times we prayed together. С Божьей помощью, что он изменяется, и что я хожу в церковь, он без проблем. Too bad my son doesn't go to church with me, and same for my husband, but it's all matter of time, I think. I'm going to continue praying. God has no limit. Your husband began asking you to pray for him. Yes. The term icon comes from the Greek, meaning image, and is associated with a religious work of art, most commonly a painting from Eastern Orthodox Christianity. The belief is that icons bring the worshipers into the presence of those who are in heaven, that is, Christ, the saints, and the angels. They believe that these icons do more than visually remind the viewer of the saints in heaven, but they act as windows into heaven. seven-branch candlestick that gave light to the sanctuary. They call it the menorah. It was destroyed long ago. But the Temple Institute here in Jerusalem has been commissioned to restore all the parts of the sanctuary. Why? Because they're looking for the Messiah still to come. Tell me the point where you heard about Bible studies. I understand you, you brought some Bible studies to share and show me. Yes, I passed Bible study classes. At first, I passed a class called That's What the Bible Says Before You Get Baptized. Later, after attending church, they offered a class called New Life. I was happy that these courses were so interesting, very interesting. How did you ever find our AWR studio? Did someone tell you, or how, how did you come across? Did you listen to the radio, or what? Yes, at church, my sister offered me to pass these classes. So the expansion of my understanding and a bigger range of view on life and for me, it was very interesting. What does the AWR program mean to you today? These courses were very interesting. I was surprised that every little book was different and had its own little topic. It was very interesting. 
When I first came to church, I didn't know the Bible very much, and they helped me better understand the Word of God. Does your husband listen to AWR with you? I don't know if he listens or not. It hasn't come that far yet. Sometimes we watch Christian movies. Now your life from praying to icons, looking for help there, to a real love of Jesus Christ. Tell everybody out there that's watching, what, what, does, what should that mean to everybody? I mean, that's powerful that you were here and now you're here. Why should everybody do the same thing? We need to find the living God, and we don't need to be searching far. He's close to us. He's in our life. Just turn to Him with a prayer, and He will answer your prayer. Right now, I work at the shoe store, and a lot of people come in and I can see that they have a lot of problems, not just over shoes, but with other things. God gives me the chance to talk to them, and I have the opportunity to offer suggestion for an easier life. Now, I have an amazing job, and my boss is Adventist. And now our store celebrates Saturdays. We have the Ten Commandments hanging, and we listen to Christian music, CDs with all our songs, and I have newspaper out. So we call that making waves. You're really influencing others, telling others about Jesus. I imagine you're sharing the Bible studies in AWR also. Yes. I've got to ask one more thing. You said something early about Christ is not in the eye. Can you tell me just a little bit more about what you meant by that? This means that our God is a living God. He has raised from the dead, and he listens and answers our prayers. And to Christ, every life is important. He loves everyone, every problem, no matter what the problem is. With our own power, we can solve them. To us, it's not possible, but to God, everything is possible. Even the kids know, and I just want everyone to find God so everyone can live in happiness and a peace so that they can solve their problems through God because with God everything is possible. Now you brought your daughter along today. Do we get to see your daughter for a moment today? Yes. Oh good, good. Well let's look, I look forward to that. Omar wanted to learn more about God. He had an emptiness in his soul and could not make sense of the troubles and problems in this world. One day, he listened to the Voice of Hope radio program, where he found insight, understanding, and hope. You can too. For FM and shortwave broadcast information, visit the website on your screen.
One of the favorite things people like about AWR is its stories. We have stories from all over the world. Some of them involve danger. Many of them involve miracles of God, but certainly all of them involve the miracle of changed lives. I've written a little book of some of the favorite stories in the face of death, another radios given by angels, coming to Christ in a Muslim country, these and many other stories. It's simple. Just log on to www.awr.org storybook and you can download your free PDF version of stories from places where missionaries cannot go. Do it now so you and your family can immediately enjoy these incredible testimonies of changed lives from around the world. So don't wait. Log on now to www.awr.org storybook. I found the Voice of Hope radio program on my shortwave radio. It was like an oasis in the desert, cool and refreshing. I discovered things I had never known before. Now, I understand God's will for my life, and I have been blessed by walking in God's path. For the first time in my life, I am happy. To find the Voice of Hope radio in your area, visit the website on your screen. As with many doctrines, icons have had their share of controversy. One notable event was the use of a full-face image of Jesus on the back of coins put in circulation by Justinian II. About this time began the iconoclastic period 730 to 787 when Leo III ordered the removal of an image of Jesus Christ over the entrance to the great palace of Constantinople. Creating freestanding, three-dimensional sculptures of holy figures was resisted by Christians for many centuries out of the belief that deities inhabited pagan sculptures and also to make a clear distinction between Christian and pagan art. To this day, in obedience to the commandment not to make graven images, orthodox icons may never be more than three-quarter base relief. Jim, this is my daughter, Maria. Hello, Maria. Hello. So, you joined the church with your mother? Yes. She's been telling me all these wonderful things. Now, were you always a Christian? I can say that I was a Christian my whole life. Maybe not officially, but since last year, yes, officially, I'm a Christian. So how did that happen? Was that because of your mother? No, my mom had no effect on me. I pushed her away and I made my own decisions. I wanted to call it my own and I wanted to do it without her. About seven years ago, she gave me a Bible as a gift. I picked it up for the first time. I tried to reading it, but it never worked out. So I put it on the shelf. So it was on the shelf for a couple of years. Later, I wanted to open it again, and about a year and a half ago, I opened it back up and started reading it. So, Mother, you've been making waves, and now your daughter's caught in those waves, too. 
Yes. But it took some years to see the result. So your daughter's been baptized now? Yes, last year in the summer she was baptized. It was an amazing feeling for her and for me as well. <laughs> this is absolutely wonderful. I really appreciate you sharing the story. And I know, I know you need to go, but uh, thank you both so much. And you keep praying for your husband and your dad. God can do mighty things in his life too. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wish you well, and it was nice meeting you. Nadajda was basically a religious person, but that meant that her only belief that she knew was the Russian Orthodox Church. So whenever she had a problem or a deep need, she would go to the church and pray over the icons. Icons are pictures or objects or relics that are believed to have spiritual power. But you know, as she did that, she found that she wasn't getting any answers to her prayer. Nothing changed and she didn't feel that connection with God. Then she heard the voice of hope. And from the voice of hope, she learned that Jesus was not in the objects. Jesus was in the heart. She said, Jesus is not in the eye, but in the heart. And there she realized that she could pray from her heart to the heart of God. Nadajda was so happy to be able to receive spiritual power and her prayers began to be answered. It was like Jesus who talked with the woman at the well, the lady who argued with him about whether we should worship in Jerusalem or in Samaria. Jesus said the place doesn't matter, the things we see don't matter. What matters is that we worship in spirit and in truth. And so let's keep the voice of hope and truth being broadcast to the masses of this world's population. AWR is your mission radio reaching around the world. If you'd like to partner with us, give us a call. 1-866-503-3531. Or you can write us at 12501 Old Columbia Pike, Silver Spring, Maryland, 20904 or log on to www.awr.org. Thank you for watching, and please join us again for another exciting gospel adventure, because around the world, AWR is making waves.